Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And welcome to episode number 15. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for making the Jersey Educator your home for professional development. This is the podcast created by New Jersey Education Association members for New Jersey Education Association members. Jim, tell us a little bit about some of the great things that are coming up this year as we get ready to start the school year. It is hard to believe, but it is almost time to start a school year. Jeff, yes, it is. And uh, on our events page on njea.org slash early career members, uh, there there must be at least 20 events uh, already, most of them in the fall. Um, just so much activity of our members, so much they're doing around the state. And uh, I wanted to, Jeff, put a plug out there for our friends at the American Labor Museum who had us over for an event a few months back. Uh, they're doing a, a Labor Day parade through Haldon and Patterson on uh, September 4th. Um, I'm going to try to make it to that, and uh, I'm sure we're going to see some NJA members there also. Uh, you can learn more about that on our events page of njea.org slash members. Jeff, we also have coming up in early September um, a happy hour event for early career um, members, not only in the NJA, but in other labor unions in Monmouth County. Uh, September 9th is the date on that. And um, Jeff, our Team North group is having a pizza and paychecks event on September 16th. Uh, they they booked a room at a, a place called Elementary in Hackensack. It's a little brewery there, and uh, we're looking forward to having a great crowd out. Now, Jim, recently we had this big event that was a global experience called the Olympics. Did you have a chance to watch the Olympics this past uh, few weeks? Jeff, I, I caught a couple uh, a couple things of the Olympics. Yeah, yes, sir. It was pretty amazing. And, and it was thinking about this over the last couple of days here, getting ready for the show. And, you know, the, the Summer Olympics have so many different things, right? We have track and field. We have swimming. We have basketball. We have baseball. How do you keep track of all of these things? And that really does kind of translate into what's happening now at the beginning of our school year, right? We have lesson plans we have to get ready. We have new curriculum. Some of us are in a new position. Maybe we've moved to a different department or it's new school. There's so many things going on. And it makes me often wonder, how do you do it and where do you find support? What kinds of things out there does the NJEA have available for teachers looking for support as they start the school year? Absolutely, Jeff. So um, what we found the most support for our members is when they grow a network of their peers uh, in their buildings, across their districts, and through NJEA, across their counties, and even the state, uh, with the Early Career Member Network. Um, you can learn more about that at njaorg slash earlycareermembers. Um, when you're together with peers who understand, you know, what it's like in the classroom, what's happening in our schools, um, and share and collaborate, uh, it just makes everyone feel really good. And, um, you know, it's certainly not a profession. Uh, the education profession is not one you want to be alone in. So you you, you have friends out there, you have supporters out there, and you can access them at njea.org slash early career members, Jeff. And it is important, and we, we talk about this a lot, Jim, here on the show, but when it says early career, you could be a 15-year veteran 
and still make something out of the program and the opportunities because it really is there not just for students who are in maybe their first, second year, but it is open for everybody in the association. Isn't that right? Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, there's no definition for what makes a member early career. It's it, it's up to the the NJA member and how they feel about you know where they're at in the profession. Uh, I I know when I came over to NJA after uh, you know ten years in the classroom, I still felt uh, early career at uh, ten years. Like I had a lot to learn and um, certainly uh, a lot to improve on. So, yep. And, of course, one of the best things that you can do if you're out there looking for some support is to subscribe to this podcast. Jim, how does anybody get a hold of this podcast here and subscribe to the Jersey Educator Podcast? Jeff, uh, the podcast can be found at, um, you know, just give us a search on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Search for Jersey Educator. We come right up. And uh, our web page is njea.org slash podcast. And I certainly want to say thank you to the hundreds of millions of people that subscribe to this every single day and listen to us on their ways to work. There's a lot of great content we have coming up here. I know, Jim, you've been busy uh, putting together our guest list for the next uh, few weeks, and uh, we have some great topics coming up here. And you know the thing I love about the guests that we have here, Jim, and today's guest is certainly one of them, you're not just choosing Using guests on one particular slice of the NJEA spectrum, we have been able to speak to almost every different category of educator, not just teacher here, educator. And I and I love that this podcast in the last fifteen episodes has really turned into listen here a cornucopia of knowledge. <laughs> Jeff, I, I I love that image. It's making me think of Thanksgiving. So. Thank it, you for that. It is a podcast <laughs> of plenty. I'll just put it as that way. <laughs> now, as we're looking here at the different ways that we reach our association members here, one of those ways is that we help them out with our job search. I want to do a, a quick audio here from our friends at njschooljobs.com, and they're going to be giving you some tips and tricks and advice on your first job search because that is one of the most important things that can happen for you before you step foot into the classroom. Hello, this is Todd Lawrence, proud NJEA member and a co-owner of NJSchoolJobs.com, New Jersey's leading education job site with a few tips on landing a job in education. Today's focus will be on how to get started in your job search. First, begin by contacting people you know who work in the education field and let them know you're looking for a job. They may become aware of potential openings in their place of employment prior to jobs being advertised. Secondly, Start to identify and research school districts that are within a geographical area where you'd like to work and where you think you might be a good fit. Finally, find out where these schools advertise their vacancies. Whether it's on their own website, education job sites, or their social media pages, monitor them frequently or sign up for alerts to be notified when the latest openings are advertised. For more career information or to find a job in New Jersey schools, visit our website at njschooljobs.com. And, of course, we want to thank our friends from NJSchoolJobs.com again on their social media minute. They are here with us every single podcast episode, and we want to thank uh, Todd and everybody over there at NJ School Jobs. There's, of course, several great educational conferences that are starting. Too many to, to talk about, but I do want to give one more plug to our friends over at the Education Calendar. You can do a quick Google search for Education Calendar. Jim, there's so many different things. I'm excited for all the ed camps coming up. I know I've been in contact with a few uh, superintendents up here in North Jersey. They're not only planning ed camps in their region, but I actually heard a superintendent say that they want to plan some ed camps per grade level, which is really cool 
cool that's that you know upper administration understands the value of unique individual professional development and just getting teachers together in an open environment. Um, that is pretty cool. I know the last couple of weeks have seen me doing a few uh, Google Apps for Education boot camps up in Westwood Regional, and we've had such a great time with that, just being able to kind of spread our Google wings and get in there. I've had an opportunity to work with almost uh, 60 teachers or so over the summertime, uh, teachers, admins, uh, support professionals. It has been pretty, pretty cool. So if anybody out there from Westwood is watching, thank you so much. We have a great uh, year ahead of us. And when we're looking at this, Jim, it really is about creating an environment where teachers can support other teachers, teachers can work with other teachers, and one might even say teachers can create a sense of pride in being members of their association. So, Jim, it is time for our interview segment, and today we're speaking with Ann Ball. Tell us a little bit about Ann. Yes, Jeff. Uh, on the show with us today, we have Ann Ball uh, with the Phillipsburg School District. Uh, she is the 2014-2015 Warren County Teacher of the Year. And, Jeff, she's here to talk about her role in her local association as the Pride in Public Education chairperson and how she used that role and her work as a County Teacher of the Year to create something called Project Impact in her um, local association and community. Uh, NJA offers grants to its members uh, known as Pride in Public Education grants. Uh, They've been around for 20 years, and they're to help our members connect with their parents and the school community. And you can learn more about them at NJA.org. Just select uh, Parents and Community at the top of the screen and scroll down to Pride in Public Education. And with that, I want to bring on to our show, Miss Anne-Marie Ball. Anne, how are you today? Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. I'm great, and thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It is amazing to to be speaking with you today. All the great stuff that you guys are doing down there in your school district. Talk a little bit about the some of the things that you do. When we say Pride Chair, what does that mean? Well, Pride Chair is basically getting the word out to our members that um, whatever they do, activities that they're doing in the schools, great things that they're doing, that we can actually help them out financially and um, using our pride funding. And um, they can make really good relationships with the parents in the community. So it's really that that communication between what's going on in the classroom and what's happening outside of the classroom. Is that a, a fair way of looking at it? Yeah, it could be in the classroom. It could be in the school. It could be in the district. It could be in the community. Um, With pride, as long as we have interaction between community members and our school district, that we are able to get the funding for it. And it's not always just money. It's support. And, um, you know, our district can do a lot of things, but we as teachers and uh, secretaries and nurses and all of our association members we can do a lot of things as well, and it kind of holds us um, separate from our jobs as teachers in the school district. Pride is, you know, quite often it could be using our own time and our own talents outside of our contractual day. Now, when you're looking at the last 29 years in education, um, I know myself, I've been teaching for 15 years. Jim's been teaching for a lot longer than that, right, Jim? 
Uh, actually, Jeff, I taught for 10 years and I've worked for NJA full time for four and a half. So we're about even. So when we're looking at all of this, how has staff relations changed over the last 30 years? Has technology done anything to bring a, a faculty together? Has time? Has administration? What are some of those things that you might have seen um, being adjusted over the last little bit when it comes to staff development, staff pride, um, all of those different topics? Well, it seems like um, when I first started teaching, my job was it. You know, I, I spent all my time thinking about my position, what I was doing, what I was doing with the kids, what I was doing after school. And yes, I had a family and I had two young children, but everything reflected around that. Now, uh, you know, a lot of young teachers, unfortunately, they have more than one job. And um, so it's kind of hard for them to do things um, extra time after school or in the evenings, because a lot of them do go from one job to the next. So I think our culture has changed a little bit. Um, I think that there's a lot that, that, is on a lot of teachers' plates besides just their nine-to-five job, and that kind of um, it kind of stretches the rubber band quite a bit. And with Pride, we're able to pull people together, and they can work together on a project. They can work together and have a committee, and I think it really builds more unity within the association, not just. Um, building the bridges of community and school, but I think it also builds the bridges of um, the community of the teachers as well and our education association. Thank, thanks, Anne. Right, which is a good um, a good segue. You know, why don't we back up a little bit here? And we, we've been mentioning the Pride program, and uh, just kind of put it out there that uh, NJA has had a, a program called Pride in Public Education for the past, uh, I think, twenty two years now, and uh, it is a grant program for our local associations. It's funding. Uh, through NJA to the local association, then to the members to help our members connect with their parents and their school communities, uh, inviting them into the schools to see all the great things going on and how our students are at the center of it all. And, and um, local associations have access to this, and you are a pride chairperson for Phillipsburg, and I've been doing that for a number of years. Uh so, Anne, with with all that said and that little bit of background, um, I really wanted to have you on the show to talk about Project Impact, um, which I know you've been doing for at least a couple years now. And uh, it's, uh, you know, when I first heard of it, it just seems like such a cool thing to help connect your members, your local association, your schools to the parents, to the school community. Um, could, could you maybe start off here with a, a definition of Project Impact? Uh, what is it and how did it all start? Well, Project Impact started um, as a result of receiving the 2014-2015 Warren County Teacher of the Year recognition. When I received that um, and I became part of that cohort, I had listened to what a lot of other teachers, county teachers of the year, had done 
using that title. I mean, you don't just get the title and you could just sit back, but I didn't want to do that. I figured I have now a platform that I can use this to do other things. However, where we are in Phillipsburg, we're quite a ways, we're right on the border of Pennsylvania, um, right across the Delaware from Easton. And uh, we're far from a lot of things in New Jersey. So for me to become um, associated with other activities going on in different counties, it was going to be more of a drive and a hardship of time. So I turned around and I said, well, one thing that I could do is focus on the district and the town of Phillipsburg. Now, I'm not from Phillipsburg. Um, I've taught in Phillipsburg now for 23 years. I'm actually from North Jersey, from Bergen County. I grew up in Wyckoff. I graduated from Ramapo High School. I went to William Patterson. At that time, it was college. Um, but Phillipsburg is my new my new adopted home. I've been here longer than I've been was it in Wyckoff. So I felt that there was a lot of need um, in extending ourselves outside of, of our teaching jobs, our contractual jobs into the community. So I wanted to start something that was more a community service uh, goal. And our vision is to provide service and help to the community and all the demographics of the community. And it just so happened, I came up with the idea the year that we had just uh, um, finalized on a contract and Greg Babbitt, our, our um, association president said, so we just negotiated this contract and you want our teachers to volunteer more. And I said, yes, I do, but I wanna see volunteerism in the community. Um, I believe that we should get paid for everything that we do in school. We, we more than, uh, than deserve it. However, um, we have a lot of time and talent that we can offer in the community. So Project Impact started that it was going to be a community outreach. And what we did two years ago is um, we put out information that I worked with the superintendent and we had we were given five dress down days for the year. And a typical dress down day would cost a teacher $5. And um, so what we did was we combined five dress down days, which was $25. And that was a donation to Project Impact. The donations at the time um, were going to go to our yearly uh, Phillipsburg Education Association scholarship that we offered at the end of the year and a donation to our local food bank. But then it started to grow and it became activities outside of school that we got involved in. So teachers and paras and um, custodians, they participated in giving this contribution and people that were contributing received a shirt that said they were part of Project Impact. And those shirts really set us aside in the community. So when we went out and did community service, we didn't have the garnet and gray of Phillipsburg, the Phillipsburg colors. We had a different color because our time outside of school was non-contractual. So we, the first year we had a royal blue color shirt with gold lettering that had our uh, association logo, but it also had Project Impact on it. So we collected the funds and we raised, oh, I think it was like four or $5,000 that year. And not only from association members, I had administrators and um, 
uh, Board of Education members also participate and give a donation towards Project Impact. And some of them just donated funds, some of them donated time. We started with fall activities. There's a fall festival in town. Our members would show up. They showed up on a Saturday, actually Friday night, they showed up to help um, build a haunted house. Then Saturday, they showed up for fall festival and all of it is volunteer time. Um, November, we did a food drive for the local, um, actually it was Catholic Charities who gives food baskets just to families in Phillipsburg. That was one of our guidelines. And we feel that the money that we raise stays in Phillipsburg to help the people in Phillipsburg. So we went on seasonal things. We had things in December for Christmas. We delivered Christmas trees and donated them to families who didn't have trees. And in January, February, March, our, our members would work on Saturdays and Sundays at the food bank um, and also soup kitchens. That that was a, they really loved doing the soup kitchens. I, I thought that that was really interesting. We also helped the veterans in our town um, we helped donate uh, funds to help them do a, a veterans program in November and also to help offset the cost for them to go to Washington, D.C. for veteran activities. Um, but then we did things for kids, too. There's a, a teen dance that our volunteers would come to. Not, not everyone volunteered for certain things. I have one volunteer who loves to volunteer for everything. But the first year we had, I would say, over 200 volunteer hours. And I would, and this, this past year, um, we raised so much more money that we were able to help several families in need in the wintertime uh, when we had snow and the kids couldn't come to school. They couldn't have lunches. You know, these kids get free breakfast, free lunch. Well, when there's no school, they weren't going to have breakfast and lunch. So we used uh, funding and we had teachers go out and purchase food for these families. Um, one family needed a microwave, so I put it out on an email, and we had microwaves donated. We have a family that had fire uh, destroy their entire home, and we had furniture donated. This past year, we had um, a family that had to be relocated. Their home blew up. There was actually an explosion in the home, and it was a mother and three children, and we actually helped her offset the cost for her first month's rent because she had, you know, you had to pay security plus the rent. And um, for the, we have new school openings this year. We're transi transitioning to new buildings and Project Impact purchased buddy benches for three of the elementary schools. And I don't know if you know what a buddy bench is, which I didn't, but now I do. It's a metal bench and it says project it engraved um, in the metal. It says project impact buddy bench. And they'll be installed at the playgrounds at our early childhood center, our primary school and our elementary school. And then this way, if a child doesn't have anyone to play with, they go sit on the buddy bench and someone sees them there, they will go over and they can be their buddy that day. So we've been able to donate to that. We had $6,000 in scholarship money that we offered this year. And it's just amazing. Um, with, Yes, the funds are are excellent, but what's really great is that we're known in the community of Phillipsburg now that the teachers don't just teach, that we are in the community, we care about our community, 
And um, if anyone needs any help, they just have to contact someone in the school, in the um, Education Association, and we get the ball rolling. So Project Impact has been, it is a pride activity, but it has been a uh, more of a social and uh, serving aspect of our teachers and our staff in the community of Phillipsburg. So I kind of say, I kind of look at it that the, a lot of the activities that we go to, the police are there, but, and there, and people are thinking, well, the teachers are volunteering, the police are volunteering, but the police are getting overtime for being at those events where our teachers are truly volunteering their time. And the people in the community have shown that they really appreciate the time and effort that we're putting into it. And unfortunately, it could be a full-time job for me, but it's not. <laughs> um, I have a great committee and I'm trying to work it that, you know, they keep, it keeps getting stronger because the tests of Project Impact will be when I go to retire, will it continue? And that's my big hope. And I, and I think it will. I think I have good people that really they enjoy that aspect of um, serving the community of Phillipsburg. It's really, it's really great, great stuff. stuff. Uh, if everyone, everyone chatting with Ann Ball, the Pride and Public Education Chairperson for the Phillipsburg Education Association, and she's uh, she's telling us about Project Impact. And and Anne, after hearing all that, um, really great. Uh, the Phillipsburg Education Association and, and you recognizing that you reach out to a community and involve our parents is really always. And uh, in our last episode, we had Susan Caldwell from SOS New Jersey on, and she certainly echoed that fact that, um, you know, students are the ultimate winners when our members and our parents team up and work together and just so many great things going on uh, in Project Impact, a series of events and charitable actions for our members to get involved in and uh, reach out to the community. But, but Anne, it, it's, it, you, you've been working on this for quite a long time. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about our listeners, maybe who too don't access uh, Pride and Public Education grants through their local association or don't have any type of outreach to their parents and school community. Um, and before we wrap up here, would you have any suggestions or tips that you could offer members really just looking to get started? Well, it's funny that you say that because when we had the pride conference back um, in the, in the winter, um, I had a lot of pride chairs say, you know, how do you get your people to volunteer and basically, I ask, you know, I think it's something that um, once you do it, you kind of get the bug. You don't necessarily volunteer to m make yourself feel better. You're doing it for another cause. But the byproduct is that you do feel really good about yourself. And I think that if people even start small, say there's just one community activity and you come together as an association and you go to that activity and people see you outside of the classroom, you break down that barrier because it might be trite to say it takes a village, but it takes a village. And if you don't have 
that good working relationship with your community and your parents and the trust. The trust has to be there. And I know the parents in Phillipsburg, they trust me because if I say I'm going to do it and I'm going to help them, I'm going to help them along with all our of our members. And I really think that people have to try it. Don't try it huge. We we jumped into it and it got bigger than I ever expected very quickly. But, you know, even if you have a committee that does something at Christmas time outside of school, then you're separating yourself and you're saying, I'm not just there to collect my paycheck and do my job during the day. I'm there for the community, for your children, for your families it really strengthens those relationships. And I think it makes lasting friends. And, um, you know, I, I'm able to see that and understand what our parents are going through and what our kids go through. And when you understand that, it makes your daytime job a lot easier. So I, I think it could be done in any community. I know a lot of people feel that, oh, uh, we can't ask our members to volunteer. I'm not telling you that all of our members volunteer, but one member might just volunteer once and then they bring a friend and it gets to be a little bit contagious. And um, we try to get it out there on Facebook, on Twitter and in the news. And um, I think it's a great thing. I think it, it we are a social we are a social organization as teachers and and um you know, nurses and, and secretaries, we deal with a social aspect of the world. And this is just taking it a little bit further. Um, and anybody wants any suggestions, they can feel free to contact me. I'm ball.in at pbergsd.net. And I would be glad to help you. I think it can be done anywhere. And if it can be done in Phillipsburg and we start it in all different places, what a change that could make in the way educators are looked at. Um, I get very upset when I see what's written about us in the newspapers because that's not what we are. Um, and I know that firsthand. So you can spread the word. They can ask me. I'm fine. <laughs> that's great to hear, Ann. And uh, I, I love it there, starting small. Uh, picking out one thing, one event, one activity to do in the community, uh, finding those members who have the bug to build those lasting friendships and stronger relationships with our parents. Uh, we're, we're here talking with Ann Ball about Project Impact, uh, which utilizes um, some some funding from NJA's Pride in Public Education program. And you can Learn more about Pride at uh, njea.org um, by clicking on Parents and Community up top and then scrolling down to Pride in Public Education. And, uh, Anne, I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with us all the great things that um, Project Impact is doing in the community and how uh, Phillipsburg Education has made space for our members to give them that that platform to do so. Uh, Anne, I'm, I'm going to leave you with the final thought here. Is there anything else that we kind of forgot to mention or talk about? Um, I know you put your email out there, but I believe, I believe Project Impact has a Facebook page also, right? 
Yes, we do. We have a Facebook page and we also have a Twitter account. Um, I, I cannot tell you what it is right off the top of my head, but um, and you can follow you because you're on them and uh, you can you can uh, spread the word. I also send them to the send a lot of things uh, to the Pride page, the NJA Pride page when we have activities. Um, but even if you look up Phillipsburg Education Association, we're, we'll have it up and um, we try to update it with a lot of the activities that we have going on. Absolutely. And I believe I, I found it. I believe it's at project underscore impact. I think that is it. In, in any case, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, put it in the show notes so our, okay. our listeners can find it. Perfect. Perfect. And you know what? Pride is great. Everybody should take advantage of it. Um, even if, if it's just one pride activity, or maybe I should say they shouldn't because then that leaves more money for fellows. <laughs> no, there is uh so it, it is a grant program with funding that uh, NJA members pay into out of their dues dollars. And there, there is funding to go around for our local associations and our members that want to, um, that want to access that. So uh, check it out, learn more at NJA.org. And, uh, and on behalf of Jeff and everyone here at Jersey educator, thank you so much for, coming on to share with us, uh, you know, some of these great activities, charitable actions, volunteerism, all happening in the Phillipsburg community. It's really great. Thanks so much. You know, one more time, I want to say a big thank you to Anne for coming on. Jim, the guests here are absolutely fantastic. Tell us a little bit about some of the guests that we have coming up for this school year. Joe, absolutely. Our next guest. Excuse me. Excuse me. My name is Jeff. Oh, what did I say? You did I me, say you just called me Joe? Oh, Joe's our next guest. <laughs> take two. Uh, do you want take two? Do, do, do you want to set me up or just go right into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, yeah, yeah. To what? <laughs> Jim, who's coming on next? Jeff, next uh, on the program, we're going to uh, please to welcome a uh, Joe. Jeff, I don't know how to pronounce this. Pizzo? Pizzo. Pizzo. Okay. All right. Who's coming on next? Jeff, next on our show is going to be Joe Pizzo. Um, He is a longtime educator, and he's coming on to share some advice uh, with his colleagues across the state. Particularly interesting about Joe is he has never, ever missed a day of school, of work, of the classroom. So I'm, I'm excited to hear more about uh, that and uh, Joe and his story. And also coming up, we have um, an educator from Middlesex County named Mark Mensel, who actually does his own podcast uh, with his students and with his athletes. So I'm really interested to, to hear from Mark and how he got started in podcasting and how he's using it in the classroom and in his school. We have such a great lineup of guests coming up. If you are interested in being on the show, please leave us an email. Jim, where can people send emails and other correspondence into to get in touch with the Jersey Educator Podcast? Jeff, we're at podcast at njea.org. Podcast at njea.org. Check us out. We are doing two to three shows a month at this point. We would love to feature you. And we'd love to feature your students on this show. So if you'd like to be a guest, please let us know. 
podcast at jerseyeducator.com. And of course, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, anywhere that you can find your favorite podcast. Check us out over here at the Jersey Educator Podcast. We are the only podcast created by NJA members for NJA members. Jim, before we get going here, where can we find out more information about the great things happening at NJEA and the Early Career Membership Network? Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, check us out at njea.org slash early career members. Uh, lots of links, including our events uh, page with all the upcoming uh, all the upcoming activity. And of course, you can find out all the stuff that's happening in my world over on teachercast.net. We've got some great intro to Google videos that we're putting up there and a lot of uh, new and exciting things. We just got done doing a, a workshop on Google Classroom. All of that stuff can be found over on teachercast.net. Uh, thank you so much for the support and check it out as you're starting your school year. Until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions in New Jersey.